Hey guys, this is Yusuf out here in Phoenix. Wanted to give a huge shout out to um, Derek over at What the Buck. Um, I bring you up because you give all the Buck fans so much inspiration to do podcasts, create channels on YouTube, whatever it is. Like, you're the OG of all of this. Like, you're the Gene Deckerhoff of podcasting when it comes to Buck's content. To me, like, you're the voice. Um, before there was ever a voice for, for Buck fans. Like, thank you for all that you've done. And uh, sorry to see that you're going to step down from, you know, uh, podcasting. I know your last one was just the other day, but I appreciate you, man. And uh, looking forward to hopefully hearing from you in the future. James and David, thank you for giving the Buck fans a voice every single week, including myself. Um, I've been listening for the last two years now, and I've appreciated everything you guys have done. Um, all the content you guys put out. I mean, thank you for like keeping all of us off the ledge when the Bucks have a bad week. Because believe me, that's happened to me at least once this year. Um, David... Um, Congrats on the new gig over at Lockdown Washington Football. Um, I've listened over there a few times. Uh, great work over there. Now, as long as you don't leave us, don't leave your Bucks family, we won't have a problem. <laughs> Looking forward to the offseason, guys. Go Bucks! You are Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up and welcome back to the Locked On Bucks podcast. I am James Yarko, joined as always by David Harrison. You can find everything that we are doing over at BucksNation.com and make sure you follow along on Twitter at Locked On Bucks, at JayYarko underscore Bucks, at DHarrison82, and at Bucks underscore Nation. Yousef, thank you very much for the call. It's much appreciated. And yeah, look, uh, it was it was fantastic to have the What the Buck podcast come back for a Super Bowl preview and a Super Bowl reaction. David, we've had the pleasure of having Derek Fournier on our show before. We had him on Walking the Plank years and years ago, and we have had him on the Locked on Bucks podcast way back when we first started. I think it was our first uh, foray into free agency as the hosts of this show, and and we had Derek on to talk about the running back situation and, and Doug Martin and all those things. So, yeah, it was fantastic to have him back for that. And, and those were some great shows that he put together. Uh, and, yeah, David, locked on Washington football team. That's a thing that you're doing now. Uh, yes, yes, it is. Um, yeah, I mean, just to echo your sentiments and you, says, I mean, yeah, Derek's the GOAT. Everybody everybody loves him, appreciates him. I don't know a single person that doesn't like them, some uh, Derek Fournier. So, uh, echo those sentiments as well. And then, yeah, Locked On Washington Football Team podcast is, is a new gig of mine. I'm just adding it to uh, the, the the table. So it's not uh, – my buck stuff isn't going away anytime soon, no matter how much James wants me to leave the show. Um, so don't so don't worry about that, guys. Um, yeah, I posted on Facebook. There's a few of our listeners that follow me there as well. And I know, uh, like, Leighton um, – I don't know. I want to say concerned, but, like, lack of a better term – lack of a better word, I'll say. He, was, he, he uh, voiced some concern on Facebook when I announced it. It's like – we're good. We're good. We're good. Don't worry about that. Um, I'm just, yeah, I've got some more time on my hands since I retired from the army. So I wanted to, to add another uh, project. And since uh, we relocated to Virginia, at least for now, that's the closest uh, team to where I'm living. So I figure why not and reached out to Chris and he was uh, gracious enough to allow me to come on and be a co-host. And so far, so far, so good. And Washington football team fans seem to enjoy it. And if you guys 
just enjoy football in general, then like Yusef, please come check us out and let us know what you think as well. Yeah, and I'll, I'll also echo Yusef's sentiments that as long as you don't leave this show, there won't be any problems. Oh, that's never happening. <laughs> I, will, I will burn this network to the ground before I leave it. Excellent. Excellent. All right. Uh, David, we didn't get to our most important pending free agents at the end of Friday's episode. We just flat out ran out of time. So we're going to kick things off on today's episode with our most important pending free agent for the Buccaneers. Then we're going to play a little bit of free agent Tinder, which should be interesting. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I'm just supposed to play along and I'm excited for that. And then, uh, yeah, later on in the show, it's a mock draft Monday, everyone. And uh, so we're going to dive into a mock draft here to close out the show. But, David, let's go ahead and dive into our most important pending free agents. Yeah, and I don't think my pick is going to be the popular pick. And I don't think that uh, a lot of people are probably going to agree with me. But I'm going to uh, I'm going to give you the honest truth of who I think uh, should be the first guy that the Buccaneers resign from an X's and O's standpoint. And that's going to be Indomitian Sue. Uh, listen, I, just, I look at the way that this defense runs. And when you look at the defense, you look at the offense, I just I see a lot more versatility across the board with the offense. You know, if, if you lose out on a guy like Rob Gronkowski, obviously you're not going to be happy about it. You'd love to see Gronk back with the Buccaneers for another season. And I truly believe that if he's playing in the NFL next year, it will be for the Buccaneers. But if you miss out on re-signing Gronk or bringing him back, then you have O.J. Howard coming back from his injury and hopefully he can stay healthy and, and kind of build on the talent that we all know he kind of has. Cam Bray obviously was was incredibly important through the stretch. Um, Tanner Hudson still has some untapped potential, I think, in him. And then, of course, the draft has always got guys looking to make a name for themselves. And then, you know, I'm not going to go through the entire list, but just to me, it, with the defense, you know, if, if you have if you have some other pieces but you don't have penetration, you don't have the ability to eat blocks up front like the guys in Dominican Sioux, Vita Vea, and Will Golston bring you, then I think it's going to be a lot harder to manufacture that pass rush, whether you're doing with edge defenders, off-ball linebackers, cornerbacks, you know, Antoine Winfield Jr., whoever it is. Uh, the bottom line is when Vita Vea and Dominican Sue are on the field, there are a lot of offensive linemen that have to use four, or there are a lot of offensive lines that have to use four offensive linemen just to block those two guys. That's huge for Todd Bowles' defense. Uh, you, if you get rid of Dominican Sue, I don't see a guy that can replace him in the draft or in free agency in year one. And right now with Tom Brady, with Bruce Arians, you're looking for next year. You're looking for 2021, 2022, and trying to make another run in the Super Bowl. And Dominican Sue, I think, is the first guy that gives you an opportunity to have a back-to-back -back performance. Uh, I understand the sentiment. I understand the logic behind it. I don't agree with it, though Sue is higher on my list than he is probably on a lot of other people's lists. My uh, my most important pending free agent is Levante David. I don't think breaking up the duo of David and White is going to help this defense at all. You won't see Devin White playing to the level that he did if Levante David isn't his partner in crime there. He's so good in coverage. He's so good at tracking down the football. He's so intelligent. Losing Levante David out of this defense would be a huge gut punch. There's a there's a captain's patch on his chest for a reason. He's been here, obviously, since 2012, and he's done nothing but phenomenal things ever yeah. since. How important the two of those guys are together running the middle of Todd Bowles defense. I think it's crucial that Levante David, you know, be able to come back and, and return to that role. Yeah. You can find other linebackers, but nobody that's going to play to the level or compliment Devin white the same way that Levante David is. 
No, absolutely. I, I completely agree with that. And I, I think there's a lot of free agents on this list that you go through and say that the Buccaneers are automatically worse uh, without them. I just, for me personally, when, when I look at, when I imagine the Buccaneers defense uh, with Devin White playing next to a Kevin Minter or, you know, perhaps even a rookie off-ball linebacker uh, that you bring in or a mid-level free agent that you sign, you know, on the open market, I feel more comfortable with that than I do with any option to replace Indominus. So that's really all it boils down to. It's really, and that's kind of how I look at this when, I, when we look, when we do these exercises and that's, that's the, that's the enjoyment I get out of this because it really just depends on how you look at things. And for me, when I think of Shaq Bear, when I think of Levante David, Chris Godwin, I'm thinking, how do you replace them? And some of these positions, you have replacements already on the roster, and that helps kind of be comfortable if, you, if the team does move on from them. But some of them, they don't. And I just, and that's, that's kind of where I get fixated on Dominican Sue. Uh, I saw what happened with the defensive front when Vita Vea left again. Still one of the better pass rushes in the National Football League without him. And that's a testament to all those guys and to what Todd Bowles does. But you, but when you take away a bookend like Indominus Sue, and, and like I said, going, I don't want to repeat myself too much. I don't see a replacement on the horizon there. That's what worries me. Kevin Minzer already showed at least that he can be a serviceable off-ball linebacker. So if you have Devin White and you have Kevin Minzer back there, you're better off than without Indominus. That's that's just why I give the hat tip to Indominus Sue. But yeah, Levante definitely one of my top three free agents to bring back to this team next year. All right. Well, David. Football season, unfortunately, is over. That's why we've begun this off-season conversation, diving into free agency, diving into the draft. But the NBA, the NHL, college basketball, those are all underway. MLB right around the corner, and there's only one place to go and one place we trust if you're going to do a little online betting, and that is our friends over at betonline.ag, Online the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Bet online also covers award shows, TV shows, reality television, real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet online has you covered for all the news, scores and odds. It's the best way to place your bets and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use promo code locked on. Again, use promo code locked on and you will receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. David, free agent Tinder coming up in segment two here of the Locked On Bucks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Segment two here of the Locked On Bucks podcast, kicking off our free agent coverage here as we get the offseason underway. Everybody, we would love to keep celebrating the Super Bowl win, but we got to move on, guys. That's just how the business works. Of course, after you're listening to this show, you can get more of the sports news you need in less time. With our new Locked On Today podcast, Peter Bukowski hosts Locked On Today, a daily podcast breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from your local experts. Locked On Bucks has had strong representation on the Locked On Today podcast or during the playoff run and, of course, Super Bowl championship. I'm sure that Peter Bukowski is really sick of hearing from the Locked On Bucks podcast, so we probably won't be on there anytime soon. But plenty of sports, plenty of news, plenty of conversation going on over there. Definitely recommend that you guys listen to that. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locks On Today wherever you get your podcasts. Free agent Tinder is how we're going to do segment two here. And this is a, a hat tip, a shout out to Cody Rourke, the host of the Locked On Broncos podcast, who actually just recently had Ian Rappaport on his show uh, over there at Locked On Broncos. So definitely go check that out and check out everything that Ian had to talk to 
uh, him about from Broncos country and just kind of the NFL landscape in general. Always something good to hear from Ian. Do, do this, you think that Ian thought he was being punked when he went on the show with Cody <laughs> and he was like, I'm talking to Adam Schefter. Like, wait, Adam that's, Schefter doesn't work here anymore. What, what are you doing? Yeah, that's something that's happening. I'm being punked and I'm talking to Adam Schefter. It's quite possible. He definitely has that Adam Schefter vibe to him. So if you guys haven't heard that, definitely go check him out. Cody is a good dude in general, so he would appreciate the support, but he also does really good work over there as well. Uh, but yeah, free agent tender was his idea. He dropped it in our network discussion a while back, actually, because unfortunately for him, the Broncos have been in the offseason for over a month now. Um, the Buccaneers haven't had that problem, so we haven't had to get to it. So, James, here's how this, how this is going to work. We're going to run down the list of available 2021 free agents. These are guys that are on the Buccaneers roster or were on the Buccaneers roster that are, that are pending free agents as of right now. When the new league year starts, they will not be Buccaneers unless they're re-signed or tagged uh, is how we're going to do it. And then we're going to swipe left, we're going swipe, to swipe right, and again, shout out to Cody. I've been married since before Tinder was a thing. So I didn't really Same. know which was which was what. You know what I mean? So he explained to me actually on our Super Bowl uh, live Sunday show which one was left or right because we did this with some prop bets. He had a swipe left, swipe right on some prop bets. So right is good, if I remember correctly. Left is bad. And if that's wrong, we're just going with it, guys. So you can at me later and tell me how messed up I am. <laughs> So basically, here's what we're going to do. We're going to run this down, James, and we're going to go name by name, and we're using market value. So we're using spot track, guys. I know some people like over the cap. I don't really get torn between the two. I'm not going to plant my flag on either one, but we're using spot track. If they have a market value listed, then we're going to go with market value. If they don't have a market value listed, then we'll, we'll play within about a million here, you know, left or right, you know, up or down. Uh, but for the most part, if they don't have a market value listed, we're going to kind of go with what they were getting paid this year. So it makes sense. Yeah, yeah, I All think right. so. So right, good, left, bad, yes. market value. Absolutely. These and as great. of right now, so the salary cap for 2021 is not set yet. But as of right now, with the estimated uh, cap number that everybody's expecting them to have, Track expects the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to come in just under $28 million in cap space for 2021. That's the top 51 of the roster. So just keep that in mind when you're making these decisions that we're looking at about $28 million in cap space. Okay. All right. All right. So let's start with million. Got it. Let's start with the guy that had the highest 2020 average salary against the cap in or on this team. That is also an available available free agent. If I can talk. And that is of course, outside linebacker Shaquille Barrett, according to spot track, his market value is going to bring him $19.7 million per year on average. Right. And, and that's kind of the, the barricade of our of our contract here, of, of our, our drill, our exercises that we can't sit here and say, well, I'll pay him four million this year and I'll pay him 30 million next year after Tom Brady is off the books. We can't do that. Nineteen million. Do you keep him? Do you not swipe left, swipe right on Shaq Barrett? So if I swipe right, I have to subtract nineteen point seven million from the available cap space. You are paying him nineteen point seven million dollars. Yes, sir. Yeah, we're going to go to the left on that one. I, I love Shaq. I do. But this may be an unpopular opinion. I think Shaq is more replaceable than people are believing. And Shaq Barrett's great. I, I think he's a phenomenal player. He adds a lot to this pass rush. But if you take a look at Shaq's production with Vita Vea on the field versus Vita Vea off the field, his sacks increased by 138% 
with Vita Vea on the field. Mm. I think they can find someone that can get to the quarterback based on the scheme, based on the guys that are wrecking the interior, you know, especially with, with Vita Vea there. You don't have to pay an edge rusher $19.7 million this year. You can get a speedy edge guy in the draft. You can get probably a J.J. Watt who is – not looking for for big paydays he's looking for an opportunity to play for a you know functional franchise and the potential to win a championship you could probably get jj for about a third of what that market value is for shaq barrett uh so yeah i'm, I'm gonna swipe left yeah and i'm, I'm with you man at 19.7 million dollars a year you just can't justify with this cap situation with the amount of players you need to try to bring back if you're the Tampa bay buccaneers and again this is you know there's a lot of things that jason light and mike greenberg uh, can do to try to, to flex the cap. We're not going to take those liberties on this show today. So next we're going to go to your priority, and that is linebacker, off-ball linebacker, Levante David, 31 years old, who is expected to draw a market value of $12.7 million on average per year, which puts him about $6 million, about $5 million less than Bobby Wagner, but about $2.5, $3 million more than Eric Kendricks is currently getting paid. I'm swiping right. Well, yeah, you have to because he's your he's your priority free agent. Yeah. Um, look, with $28 million, can take into account is that Mike Evans has already said he will take a pay cut and, and help out the Buccaneers or not take restructure his contract. He's not going to take less money. So you you can you can estimate that, you know, I would I would say five million is probably a safe number to go with, maybe even more. Paying twelve million dollars to bring Levante David back, I think that's a good investment. I think it's a good way to get back to the Super Bowl in 2021, 2022 season. So yeah, I go with that too. Uh, let's move down to Rob Gronkowski real quick. $9 million is what he made this year, James. So I think we can ballpark it somewhere between seven and nine million, probably again, uh, for for this next year. What do you do there? If we're gonna say between seven and nine, let's just call it an even eight a year. I'll go ahead and swipe right. I, I think I honestly think he would probably take even a little bit less than that. We know that the negotiations are in the Buccaneers or the ball is in the Buccaneers court because he won't play for any quarterback other than Tom Brady. So it's going to be a situation where, look, we'll give you $6 million because if you're not going to play here, you're probably just going to retire anyway. And we still got OJ and Cam and Tanner and, and all these other guys, but I'm still going to go ahead and swipe right on, on Gronk. Yeah, I think it's a fair value. I mean, I think you're probably looking closer to the $7 million dollar a year mark than you are looking at that nine million dollar evaluation but uh, i would love to bring gronk back i would love to see the buccaneers bring gronk back i know oj howard has a lot of talent and I'm, I'm a big supporter of oj howard but so far we've seen a lot more injury problems from oj than we have anything else and you and you hate to kind of do that to a kid uh, but right now it just kind of is what it is the best ability is availability right rob gronkowski just finished a 16 game season in a four game postseason and he looked healthy as, as ever dancing on the boat so i mean uh, definitely, if you can bring him back for that for that number, you want to do that. Uh, let's get a couple more in here. James and Dominican Sue, eight million dollars is what he made this year. So you're probably looking uh, in that ballpark, six to eight million dollars again. All right. Well, you know, let's let's split the difference again and say seven million, and I'm going to swipe right on uh, on Sue. I I do think he's every bit as important as you laid out in segment one, and him with Vita Vea that helps offset the loss of Shaq that I talked about that you can bring somebody else in that can be effective because of how important the two of those are in the interior. Yeah. And you guys know, I'm swiping right on Dom Kasu. He's my primary, he's my priority free agent. So we're going there. Uh, Leonard Fournette is an interesting conversation. $8 million is what spot track expects him to, uh, to demand on the open market. That's the same as Melvin Gordon is getting from the Denver Broncos right now. I think I know your answer, but go ahead and give it. I'm going to swipe left on, uh, on Lombardi Lenny. I, I love what he did in the postseason. <laughs> 
I think he could continue to help this football team. But again, you can find somebody else that can complement Ronald Jones and not for that price. And if Leonard Fournette can parlay that playoff run into being a number one back yet again, more power to him. I'll be excited for him. But yeah, it, the Bucks don't need him. Yeah. And then last one we'll do is, is Chris Godwin. We have to talk about him, of course. Uh, Spot Track has his market value set at $17.1 million, which is about a million and a half more than Cooper Cup is getting, about $3 million more. And Stefan Diggs is getting. Uh, what are you What are you doing with Young Chris? And this is where this this exercise is going to suck for us today because we don't have the flexibility that obviously Chris is going to have himself for one for how how much he really wants to put the screws to the Buccaneers, and then two we don't have the flexibility of managing the cap the way that Jason Light and Mike Greenberg do. Yeah, uh, given that I swiped right on Levante Gronk and Sue, I only have about seven million dollars left. Even if we with that bump up that you gave me, uh, you know, adding an extra five from Mike Evans. I have to swipe left on Chris Godwin, and that's not an indictment on Chris Godwin. I I want him to be back. I would love for him to be back. But if the price gets to be too high, I do think it's possible that the Buccaneers, from a business aspect, looked at look at it and say, look, Chris, we love you. Uh, we wish you the best getting paid and everything, but we could probably get similar production for a fraction of the cost if we keep Antonio Brown rather than paying you the 17 million given the choice between the two i'd rather have godwin but i think that might be a decision that the buccaneers have to make based on the finances yeah when you talk about prioritizing the free agents on this team you know what i mean and everybody's going to have a different list but i think chris honestly i think i think on most people's list chris is going to be number three or number four and looking at the numbers looking at the cap space available again not having kind of the flexibility to kind of do the what ifs because that's a dangerous game that we could play for much longer than an episode. Uh, you got you got to swipe left on that, unfortunately, for $17.1 million. And look, even when you talk about having that flexibility, you, you can't have a star receiver, Mike Evans, giving up money and then have your other receiver who comes into a new contract getting maximum money. You know what I mean? That's just, that's really not a way you can run a franchise. So even if Mike, even if Mike Evans gives up his money and gives the Buccaneers more flexibility, Chris Godwin is going to have to be able to come in at maybe less than he can get elsewhere for another chance to, to run for another championship. So we'll see, you know, where Chris sets his priorities again, just like every other player. If he prioritizes getting paid and, and setting up his family's future, he's about to get married. I'm not going to hold it against him. I'm not going to hate him for it. I'm going to wish that young man good luck moving forward. Yeah, we are a pro get your money podcast because the NFL life is just too short sometimes and you got to maximize it when you can. Absolutely. Something else that everybody needs to maximize while they can is this amazing deal over at BuiltBar.com that you get just for being a Locked On podcast listener. Head over to BuiltBar.com. Try the best protein bar you were ever going to taste. I've tasted not every built or uh, protein bar on the market per se, but I've tasted a lot of them, guys. And I will tell you that Built Bar is the best. They've got 18 amazing flavors with new flavors coming out all the time. They just had a coconut brownie flavor released for, for a limited time. That should be coming back. And the best thing is if you miss out on some of these limited time flavors, a lot of them come back again eventually as well. So just stick around and eventually it'll come back. But until then, again, those 18 amazing flavors, guys, flavors like cookies and cream, which is amazing. Literally, it's dessert. Carrot cake is one of my favorites as well. And then banana bread, mint brownie is my wife's favorite. These bars are all covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft. They're easy to chew. And even better, they're healthy. If you're on a keto diet, these bars are perfect for you. Most of them, if not all of them, are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, and high-fiber. For example, the cherry barcia, which is my mother-in-law's favorite, 17 grams of protein while packing just 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams of net carbs. Go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code Locked On. And you'll get 20% off of your next order. Again, that's promo code locked on for 20% off at builtbar.com. Red. 
wrapping things up here on a Monday edition of the Lock On Bucks podcast. And when you're done listening to us, make sure you join the Draft Network's Trevor Sikama and Ben Solak every weekday on Locked On NFL Draft. Every Monday through Friday, Trevor and Ben break down everything you need to know about the NFL Draft, upcoming prospects, and more through the draft scouting lens. With mock drafts every Monday, get an early look at which top prospects may be available for your team over at Locked On NFL Draft. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. James, it is Mock Draft Monday. We're going to do a lot of these, so I might need to make like an intro for this, like a little little tunage and a little audio clips maybe. I don't know. Anyway. It, it's a Mock Draft Monday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something like that. Today we are looking at a Mock Draft by... Glenn or Glenn Morgan, not really sure how that's pronounced, G-L-Y-N-N Morgan uh, over at NBC Sports. And uh, here is what Glenn or Glenn has to say. First of all, uh, just kind of scrolling through here. I mean, uh, a big shocker at the number one overall pick, James. I'm not sure if you're aware of this, but there's a quarterback out of Clemson that some people are pretty high on. Trevor Lawrence going to Jacksonville. Watson. Shocker of the draft. Obviously not an actual shocker. Then you kind of go through here. Jamar Chase is the first wide receiver off the board, according to this mock draft, going to the Miami Dolphins. Greg Rousseau, edge out of Miami and Florida, if you're not familiar, going to the Atlanta Falcons. So Tom Brady will have a good time dealing with him next season, apparently, according to this mock drafter. The Detroit Lions, I'm getting Devonta Smith. Uh, the Heisman Trophy winner, Justin Fields, goes to the Carolina Panthers. So good news, Panthers or Bucks fans. The Panthers are not going to be relevant for quite a while. While Zach Wilson from BYU goes to the Broncos, a much better pick. Uh, Patrick Sertain is is one of my favorite players in this year's draft. Obviously way too high for the Buccaneers to be drafting, but Dallas Cowboys get him at number 10, so a good pick by him. Quarterback Trey Lance out of North Dakota State. Carson Wentz's uh, alma mater there going to the Washington football team and pick number 19. So if you want to hear my thoughts on that, go check out the Locked On Washington football team podcast because I'll be talking about that pick, believe me. Moving forward, James uh, Mac Jones. Out of Alabama, the quarterback going to the Indianapolis Colts. Jalen Waddell, wide receiver out of Alabama, who a lot of people assert was having a better season than Devontae Smith was before he got injured and might be a better receiver coming out of college, actually, except for that injury. Going 23rd to the Jets, so the Jets uh, benefiting from that situation there. Jalen Phillips, edge rusher out of Miami, again from Florida, going to the Baltimore Ravens 27. That's a guy that a lot of Buccaneers uh, fans and a lot of media outlets have had their eyes on for Tampa potentially division rival the New Orleans Saints get Terrace Marshall Jr. out of LSU for a wide receiver to help Michael Thomas do more than run some slants and not catch passes in the playoffs and not catch game. passes in the playoffs the Kansas City Chiefs uh, Super Bowl runner-ups this year take Alex Leatherwood offensive lineman out of Alabama which is definitely a guy I've got my eyes on for the Buccaneers whether Dev- uh, Donovan Smith comes back or not to be honest with you I think it'd be, be a, a good decision if, if he's still sitting there on the board in this mock draft, James, though, he's not, which leaves the Tampa Bay Buccaneers sitting there at the board, and they go, according to Glenn or Glenn, with Alabama running back Najee Harris, uh, that he writes, or she writes, the Tampa Brady's, this is a quote, the Tampa Brady's have made everyone believers in the power of positive projection and unwavering conviction by claiming the Lombardi Trophy in the NFL's 55th Super Bowl. Current running back Leonard Fournette played impressively for the Buccaneers and easily could have been named the game's MVP. However, Fournette is an unrestricted free agent, as we just talked about. Not re-signing an inconsistent running back may be part of Tampa's quarterly budget decisions. On the other hand, drafting a younger, faster version of Fournette with better receiving skills, whose contract is much more team-friendly, with a fifth-year option, by the way, could be what the Buccaneers do. Harris is a national champion, so his integration into what it takes to compete for a championship at a championship level will be minimal at best. End quote. James, your reactions to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers using the 32nd overall draft pick 
on running back Najee Harris out of Alabama. Obviously, all of this hinges on what they do in free agency, but I am perfectly fine with the selection of Najee Harris at 32. Look, when you get into that like 29, 30, 31, 32 range, that's the perfect spot to start taking running backs off the board because you do get that fifth-year option. You have a cost-controlled running back for the next five years, and we know in the NFL they don't pay running backs. Najee Harris is so good at catching the ball, which we know Tom Brady loves, dumping the ball off to receivers. We saw drop issues with Fournette. We saw drop issues with Rojo. We saw drop fumble and drop into interception issues with Keyshawn Vaughn. Najee Harris can add a whole new dimension to this offense. Partnering up with Ronald Jones is a one-two punch. I am perfectly fine with it, depending on how uh, free agency shakes out. Generally speaking, I'm not really that big on drafting running backs, uh, especially in the first round, but that changes a little bit as you get deeper and deeper into the first round. With a 32nd overall draft pick, again, you're looking at a team that's in their window, in their championship window, obviously, because they have just won a championship, and they're looking to stay in that window. When you look at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, you're talking about a team whose window is going to close. This isn't a situation where the Eagles were in where they had a, a young quarterback, some young receivers, and a defense that needed to turn over, and maybe they keep that window open. This is a team in the Buccaneers whose window is going to close with Tom Brady's retirement, either after next season or maybe the next season after that, depending on when all that happens, and then how many free agents they can keep will determine how much they can keep their window open and, and potentially get a little bit more run out of this roster. So when you look at making a run in 2021, we already just talked about it. Leonard Fournette, you can, you can pretty much just count him as off the roster next year. He's going to be playing somewhere else, cashing in on playoff Lenny's ability and and not falling forward during the regular season for a different franchise and that's fine more power to Leonard Fournette so bringing in a guy like Najee Harris with a 32nd overall pick you look what the Kansas City Chiefs did bringing Clyde Edwards Alaire now it didn't work out for them mainly because they also lost their starting running back who opted out because of COVID concerns so that's that had a little bit to do with then of course the lineup or, or the bang the banged up offensive line that they had to play with also contributed to that as well I look at the Buccaneers I look at the situation they're in I look at the fact that Najee Harris is being compared to Matt Forte, who was one of my favorite running backs during his career. And I like it, James. And I know it surprises you because I kind of led you to believe I wouldn't like it during our pre-roll, our pre-recording conversation, but that was more of a setup than anything else. Look, if you add Matt Forte to this roster and you add him to Mike Evans, Rob Gronkowski, hopefully Tom Brady, Ronald Jones, uh, Keyshawn Vaughn, even with a little bit that he showed. And who knows, they may go draft a Michael Carter in the fifth round if he, if he makes it there out of North Carolina. I love it. I love them. I love the pick. And honestly, just because of the Matt Forte comps, I'm drafting him in like the second round of my fantasy draft and everybody's laughing at me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you saw the Chiefs do it with Clyde Edwards-Hilaire uh, last year. Last pick in the draft, you get that fifth-year option. That's the sweet spot. And like I said, I loved loved watching Najee Harris run the football. He's such a weapon in every aspect. I think it would be a great pick, but again, we got to see how free agency shakes out. Speaking of free agency, make sure all of you are checking out BucksNation.com. We have our free agent spotlights starting today, Monday. As you're listening to this, we are going to go through free agents all the way up until the day the free agency kicks off, which just happens to be St. Patrick's Day this year. And it's kind of a different approach for us this year, David, because usually we're trying to plug holes, we're trying to fill holes, we're trying to figure out what can get them to the next step. Now we're taking a look at, well, if this guy leaves, he can be replaced by this guy, or this is a good depth piece. So, you know, the Buccaneers already have a championship roster. 
but they are going to have to fill some spots uh, with all these pending free agents. So make sure you check that out. And David, you're going to be running our end of year reader award uh, columns where we're, all of our readers can vote on their their plays of the year, their players of the year, all those things. Make sure you check all of that out starting on Monday at BucksNation.com. Make sure you're following along on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JRCO underscore Bucks, at DHarrison82, and at Bucks underscore Nation. Thank you to Yousef for calling in voicemails and uh, other fun little game ideas like we just had our free agency tender. Always welcome. It'll be my solo episode tomorrow. So if you guys have questions, you have things you want me to talk about, please help. Please call in and, and help me. I appreciate it. Until then, hope you all have an absolutely outstanding day. Stay safe, stay healthy, wash your hands, be good to one another. And we thank you so much for joining us right here at Locked on Bucks.